It Radio 3. It's Thursday morning and it's quarter past 10. As I said earlier on, we're not going to be talking to most of our guests face-to-face in the studio, which in this instance is actually a really good idea. Do us on Facebook Live if you can. Morning Brew is the page. And there we will find our Saikung correspondent, Steve Fines. Good morning. I speak to you from a secure location. You did this kicking and screaming Skype, Schmipe and all that stuff. But here we are, Steve. It's good to talk to you and you're at a safe distance. Brilliant. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, the listener will not be able to be um, affected by contagion through a microphone. Can I just say that? Absolutely. Well, Steve, what, uh, do join us on Facebook Live. I want to keep reminding people because we can go and visit our guests now. We're doing house calls on Morning Brew. Oh, what, <laughs> what have you got, yeah. Steve? What have you got? So, I mean, let, let, let's start uh, 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 at an end that, that really is driving everybody which is face masks now remember before we we even get into that what the numpties are not doing to to reassure members of the hong kong public remember they're still in court trying to stop people wearing face masks okay these are the people who attend press conferences in oh that's right face masks okay anyway that's number one number two it turns out that individuals there we go. Like Ricky Wong of Hong Kong Mao yep. can can not only bring in face masks, but has has ordered a production um, machine from Taiwan. He's bringing it here at great speed and will be turning out face masks. Okay. Joshua Wong and Domasisto have managed to secure a mask supply from the United States. The Hong Kong government says, oh, well, we can try and get people in prisons to turn out a few more thousand masks, but, you know, oh, it's so difficult getting them. Oh, my God. So remember last week they said we will produce, and don't worry, it's coming any moment now, three million masks. That's half a day's supply for the whole of Hong Kong. They're now saying exactly the same thing this week and having produced zilch. So I was wondering, and I've been looking into this this yeah, week, okay. what on earth, what on earth? And it turns out, and it, funnily enough, it turns out by um, looking into something that's happened in Saigong itself. So the Saigong District Council has allocated funds for the procurement of masks. Mm-hmm. It goes to Muppet Central, which I believe is called the Hong Kong government headquarters, and says to them, we're going to do this. And they go, oh, dear, oh, you're going to procure masks. Oh, my God, there's procedures to be followed. Well, Steve, oh, actually, we've got there, there are, and they're, and they're lengthy, as you know. They are really round they the are houses lengthy. lengthy. <laughs> so, you know, the world is burning, and they're going, oh, our procedures have, have certainly served us very well in the past. Let's not do anything precipitous now just because there's panic on the streets and nobody's got a face mask. Yeah. So they have told them, yes, yes, you can use this money, but make sure you go through the tendering process. Gosh. And, you know, if supplies come by the middle of next year, you know, that that would be very good because procedures will have been followed. Can you believe it? I tell but you what, St- Steve, I tell you what the, the thing is here, that uh, these procedures, yes, we all know they happen, they exist, they always have. But the question is, is there a sort of emergency button to push to sidestep these procedures? I do not know. Yes, there is. It's called common sense. Oh, well, yeah, well. It's <laughs> common sense. Now, now, I know that over at Muppet Central, common sense is in such short supply that, 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 that it's completely out of stock, along with loo roll, cooking oil, rice, and God knows what. But yes, what they do is they say, we have procedures for normal circumstances. We won't be using them now. 
because there is a, an emergency on. I don't think that's abuse of that term. There's an emergency on. People are very, very worried. We can have a grown-ups discussion about the the actual use of face masks, whether they're necessary in the way that some Hong Kong people use them. Grown-ups could well talk about that. What they can't talk about, because no grown-ups seem to be involved, mm. is the utter unpreparedness and chaos of the government. Now, another aspect of this, which is which is very interesting, and, and I heard Felix Chung of the um, Liberal Party talking about it on Steam Radio earlier this morning. Okay. He said, you know, there is now a possibility of producing reusable masks. If you could produce a reusable mask, which could be used 60 times, as opposed to once in the case of an environmentally unfriendly and rather, uh, can I say, um, uh, you know, slight paper mask, mm -hmm. it would not only meet supply requirements, it would, you know, meet the supply, meet the requirements of the environment. So why is the government not taking the initiative to look at the possibility of producing reusable masks? Answer being, they just, it, it requires a bit of thinking. It requires a bit of common sense. It requires a bit of initiative. One, two, three things that do not seem to appear anywhere in the lexicon of the bureaucrats who, who, who are running Hong Kong at the moment. So, you know, we still don't have enough masks. We still have this extraordinary panic over basic supplies, as I say, loo roll, um, uh, cooking oil, rice, apparently condoms, it's an interesting one, um, and who knows what else. Why is this? Because there is an absolute breakdown in confidence of the administration. Uh, and also, there's no sense of how to cope with that crisis other than muttering oh we're free enterprise society free enterprise it will work itself out no it won't it's not working so you have these powers that the government has had for many many years mm -hmm. to um regulate on what are known as um basic supplies yep and you can just say if people want um for example rice you can only get so many per person Per day you can only get so many kilograms you can't go into a supermarket and fill up your trolley with enough rice to to to, to feed the entire power river delta hold on one I second mean, you know, let's go to a couple of uh, valued listener comments valued so, listener so alvin says there are face masks at less crazy inflated prices available gradually on uh, the market steve, <coughs> steve h says just get off the fence and say what you really mean steve uh and i got a message from howard who says uh, management in his building they were doshing out five per person but the question is where howard says where where were they or where's it all been you know there's been these demos about where are these mythical masks where they've been stashed or sent well you, you can import them i mean um uh in, in my other life in my, my company we're we're importing masks at, at, quite considerable cost from overseas <laughs> yeah but you know this is where we are individuals have to do it i'm not against individual initiative but you know i'm not a an 80 year old person it? living in a public housing estate mm. in in wherever and you know do, not having these international connections not knowing how to access overseas supplies I mean, the responsibility of the government is not to look after the well-off. 
And I think here is the problem, is that the people who run this administration, the people who advise it in the executive council have no idea of how ordinary people live and work. I'm going to flip to and throw a bit, Steve, this morning. Sorry to interrupt you, but people are joining in and they want to say some stuff to you. Uh, So, Sachin says, common sense, which is missing, is exactly what is putting Hong Kong uh, behind the rest of the world now. Art says, even if we... Hang on a minute. More messages coming in. Here we are. Brilliant. Um, Art says, even if we get enough masks, can they be supplied sufficiently? Curry Lamb assures us, his words, there is enough rice in Hong Kong, and yet I have not been able to buy any for two weeks. And one more from Alvin, who says, the government deliberately wants to create mass hysteria by being inactive on this situation. Join us on Facebook Live if you can. Morning Brew is the page, and you can ask him immediately or slap your comments up. Steve. I don't think, to be fair to the administration, words you will rarely hear from me, that they actually deliberately want to um, uh, incur panic and and fear. I think the problem is they have no idea, no idea whatsoever of what they're actually doing. And this is the problem that we have. They're not deliberately trying to, they're not deliberately able to do anything. Should we just take another example of this? There's something like, uh, according to government figures, so God knows whether they're correct or not, but according to government figures, there's something like 1,300 Hong Kong residents in Hubei province um, who are desperate to get out. Now, some of them have been affected by the virus. Apparently about 10 of them have. Obviously, they can't leave, but there are other people who can. Governments in Australia, the United States, France, Britain, you name it, have evacuated their people Mm. from this area. The Hong Kong government is, uh, we're thinking about it, we're going to fill in the appropriate forms and within, oh, I don't know, any time now, but not, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Even this relatively simple evacuation idea, which isn't novel, I mean, everybody else is doing it, They won't do. Why won't they do it? Ah, now we come to the hub because they're worried that somebody in Beijing will say, oh, well, no, Hong Kong's part of China. We can't have you sending planes in to um, Hubei province, to Wuhan or wherever. There's other cities with big airports. Um, You know, um, uh, uh, uh. I don't even know, because there's no transparency in the way this government works, whether they've even talked to the central authorities about an evacuation plan for Hong Kong residents. You know what, Carrie Lam? Time to stand up for Hong Kong. Let me don't go, just wait. Let me go back the to the question I asked about government proce- procedures and stuff. I mean, people listening to this programme and all sorts of jobs, and there might be some real specialists listening. Yes, it's procurement soup. No question about that. But if you're listening now and you know the answer, genuine, is there a sort of emergency B plan button that you can push as a government administrator to bypass these things. I, I'd be really interested to hear from you. Morningbrew at rthk.hk or even better, join us on our Facebook page where Steve is now live and you, and, and, uh, you can watch his face screw up. A grimace. Anyway, Rick says, <laughs> I was refused entry into a cinema on Monday as I had no mask. He said, of course they didn't have any and there wasn't one to be bought. Uh, yeah, this, this, this happened to a friend of mine um, she she went to a cinema in in Admiralty. Yeah. And um, they they arrived and they said, "Where's your mask?" And she said, "I haven't got one." So they said, "Well, you can't come in." <laughs> and she said, "Well, hang about. 
<coughs> there's nothing on your um, website or anywhere else saying this. Are you going to deny me entry? And that's exactly what they did. Yes. So, you know, here again, we have systematic failure. Whether or not it is a fantastic idea to wear a mask in a cinema, I honestly don't know. What I do know is if you are going to impose that as a restriction on cinema goers, Here's an idea. Tell them about it. I'll tell you what we're going to do this morning, Steve. Seeing as we seem to be okay on the old uh, bandwidth at the moment, I'm going to go right down to the news with you. Sit tight, and I'll come straight back after the news with you. So we'll keep the we'll keep the cameras rolling. Morning Brew is we'll the keep page. The cameras rolling. Yeah, all six of them. And uh, Morning Brew is the page. We've got some more quest- some more comments here on our Morning Brew page. Do you want to do that? Let them rip. Let them rip. Uh, so Stephen Captain Mooney just says uh, curry lamb chop is incapable of making a decision on anything. I want to say here and now I'm totally quoting all of our correspondence. Now, Andy says, what happened to the stockpile of CSI masks before the coronavirus outbreak? I've heard this question asked at a couple of press conferences, but still no accountability. And one more from John, who writes on our Morning Brew page, Steve, there is Legionnaire's outbreak ongoing. Ten cases so far. Around Choi Hong, Ping Sek, but the media is ignoring it. Too busy, he says. John, no idea about this, but thanks for writing. Goodness, I've, never, I've not heard about that either. Um, Andy's one. It, it, it's, like, it's like a plague, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's one damn thing after another. I, whether that's true or not, I honestly don't know. The, the, the question that, that um, has been raised about the supply, or rather the stock, Yeah of masks that was in the possession of the correctional services has, as I'm sure a lot of listeners know, been the subject of enormous speculation. It has. Accusation of theft of masks from hospitals and other medical facilities. Again, we don't know. We don't know. But let's put it this way. Even if bad things had happened, and I'm quite prepared to accept that they have, Mm. the, 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 the supply of masks from prisons is really minuscule in relation to the demand that now exists. So, yes. You sort of have visions of this massive factory, don't you? But it's not, is it? Well, you know, as I say, I mean, thank goodness that that Hong Kong people are taking initiative rather than the wretched Hong Kong government. But, you know, as we say, we've got um, Ricky Wong from Hong Kong TV, Mal, who's going to start production. (laughs) There's another factory starting production in the Science Park First time in history that the science park has proved to be a useful institution. Yeah. Not for the development of science, of course, but whatever. You know, I don't care where they make them, just make them. But I do think that, that the point about finding a way of producing reusable masks is surely the way to go on every single ground. And again, you would think that a responsible administration would say, here's something at the very least we should be putting people onto and getting going. Uh, they're not, of course. All right, have a, have, a, have a rest for a few seconds here. We've got an email from Kevin. That takes us on to a totally different topic. I believe it's about Junior's Hose broadcast on Radio 3. Is that right? Yes, yes. I mean, he, he, he was wondering whether we should be as enthusiastic as Junior's Ho, who described the thugs who beat up people at Yunlong Station as my heroes whether we should be as enthusiastic as him about the leadership of the Chinese Communist Party. Sit tight for a minute, Uh, Steve. We're going to... I'm trying to think whether I agree with him or not. (laughs) We're going to go to the news. Do join us on Facebook Live. Go to our Morning Brew page. Steve will be back in about 90 seconds or so.
Well, here we are. We've gone nowhere. And isn't that the case, Steve? Go on, then. Where were we? Let's go to Kevin's email. Yeah. Ain't it? Um, I, I've just realised that, that, that before the break, I described this law that the um, government has that it could use as, as being a basic law. In fact, it's, it's an essential surprise, supplies law that, that is sitting there on the statute books and allows the government to designate um, various items as being essential supplies. Incidentally, rice is already designated as an essential supply. Yeah. So the government could, if anybody over there in Muppetsville would get off their backside, could allocate the um, supply of rice, limit purchases of rice to a reasonable level, ditto all the rest of it, which is disappearing fast from our shelves. But while they're not doing that, the other thing that they're not doing, mm -hmm. and remember, this is something that, that arose out of the um, SARS crisis 17 years ago. There was a report after the SARS crisis which said, these crises will appear again. What the government has to do is prepare for them. One major thing it should be doing mm -hmm. is looking at the provision of quarantine centres and how they should be organised. The government took the report and did what it does absolutely superlatively. It sat on it. Mm. So now we've got this enormous crisis number whatever. We'll call it crisis number five, but, you know, pick your own number. We've got this enormous crisis over quarantine centres. The ones that have been established, two of which happen to be very close to near, near where I live, but there you go. Um, Quite right, too. Are full, apparently full to bursting. And the government is flaying around <coughs> for other places to locate them. And as usual, it is alighting upon anything where people with money don't live. So let's say hi to Frank, sorry, people, Frank who joins us on our Morning Brew Facebook page. And he says, uh, Muppetsville, my favourite line of the day. So you've made a mate there. Well, well done. Uh, John comes back and says, I advised RTHK and Batchat about Legionella disease outbreaks still not in the media. Well, don't shoot the don't shoot the axe, man, John. <laughs> well, it is now. Yeah, well, it is actually, John. There. So you go. Sorry, Steve. On you go. Uh, and so, so, so now you've got this this um, obvious problem of finding enough locations to erect quarantine centres. Yep. And there's the elephant in the room. There are a very obvious plent. There is sorry. There is a very obvious plentiful supply of of space in conditions that could easily be controlled. It's called the establishment. The military establishment in Hong Kong is not full. So you've got very big camps like that at Sekong. You've got camps in other parts of, of the territory where you could quite yeah. easily establish a quarantine centre. Well, that's something else I want to know from our listeners, because over the years, people have said the PLA, the, even the PLA radio wavelengths, remember BFBS, people have said their premises and stuff like this. Remember that fight that people like Paul Zimmerman were having about that space down on the waterfront? If anybody knows why this is totally forbidden and off limits, let us know. Um, John did well, do I think a... I think I know. Oh, go on. I think I know. Let me just say very briefly, it's yet again, it's yet again Carrie Lamb's absolute terror absolute morbid fear 
of going to the bosses and saying, please, sir, can we have some land? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. John added into his email here an interesting thing, uh, into his message on our Morning Brew Facebook page. He said there are hundreds of vacant schools. And actually, even I've seen a few of them. Yeah, there's vacant schools. And this is something we mentioned last week. There's a vacant hospital just down the road from Government House where Carrie Lamb lives. Mm. Funny that's not being pressed into service at this vital hour. That's interesting, Steve. What do you know about that? These cool guys that go and explore ruined sites and stuff, urbex, really. Um, it's not ruined. It, it's, it's actually you know, completely not, intact. Not being used. I mean, it's great to look inside these things, but what, what do we know about the, the Hong Kong hospital down there? There was a, there well, was a reason or something given. Yes, yes, I, I actually do know about this for a change. <laughs> so what, what, what this is, is it, 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 it's part of a, a whole piece of land owned by the Anglican Church, yeah. which they wish to redevelop. And the hospital forms part of that estate. Now, they had some very ambitious development plans, which were knocked back by the planning board, and they, they, they had to go back to the drawing board and institute a rather more modest proposal. Now, the people who've objected to this development have done so on heritage grounds and also on grounds of the crowdedness of the area. But whatever the grounds, the fact of the matter is that while all of this is the subject of a wrangle, and it is a subject of quite a big wrangle, yeah. there are vacant premises. I mean, obviously that hospital can't be pressed into service tomorrow, but, you know... With a will, um, with a bit of, you know, heave-ho, yeah. an existing hospital facility, I might not be an expert, but I kind of think that a hospital facility might just be a place. Hey, listen, you know, earlier on, you were talking what about you were talking about a, uh, a location near you, quarantine site. Alvin comes back, he says, Steve, your full disclosure about your location be, being near a quarantine site ended with a cough. <laughs> Seriously scared me a bit there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I have nothing more to say. Brilliant. We're going to go on for about six or seven more minutes, uh, maybe longer if Steve's lucky. Uh, do join us on Facebook Live. Morning Brew is the page. Put up whatever you like. Go for it. Steve, let's turn the page. What do well, you got? Well, let, let's. I, I just want to um, say something about the enormous politics of all of this. Mm. I, I, I was hearing um, a back chat program the other day in which. Um, it was being argued that, oh, my goodness, we mustn't drag politics into this. Can't help Excuse it. me. Yeah. Hello. Good morning. That ship has sailed. That ship sailed from day one in Wuhan when the authorities did not provide full disclosure to the public about this spreading virus. That ship sailed when the central government made it clear that local governments, regional, local and provincial authorities, you know, were not allowed to use their discretion in providing this information in a, in a, in a wider way. Mm. Let me go to some messages. So, I've just okay. opened our Morning Brew email here. So thanks very much. Brilliant. Really good to hear from you this morning. So I've got two or three shorties here for you, Steve. Uh, it is from Dave. Dave, who says, if you look at the uh, if you look at the internet, he said there's a very simple thing on how to make a face mask with a towel and two elastic bands. He said all we need is a nice roll of. I thought he was going to say, oh yes, loo paper, and we just peel it off and staple it together. Resourceful, Dave. Blue Peter boy generation. Uh, Pete says seriously. He said lots of people have bought masks from abroad. Pete says they are stuck at the airport. And one more, Steve. Uh, 
David, we're not even getting anything on the television about the uh, wearing a scarf or anything over your mouths as a uh, last resort. So what about the thing about being stuck at the airport, Steve? That's interesting. I, I don't know about that. What I do know, and, and credit to them, because I'm a great fan of them, is the Hong Kong Post Office, yeah. which was providing a limited service because of the general shutdown in, in, in government, um, has decided to step up deliveries. And a lot of these masks are arriving by post, right. by special delivery. So, you know, um, yet again, the, Hong, the much, much unsung Hong Kong Postal Service is doing its bit. Now, whether they're also being held up at the airport, I have to say, I haven't heard about that. Pete, do you mean being held up at the airport, or do you mean in any way they're being nobbled? I mean, it's got to be asked. Don't know. Yeah. Don't, I mean, I just have not heard no reports of that. Okay. I know that um, shippers have been obligingly upping their rates for, for getting supplies. I mean, Demosisto, who brought in all these masks, said they had to pay three times the going rate to get those masks from the United States to Hong Kong. What do you think about that, Steve? I mean, people here, well, charging shed loads more money than they should for these things. It's people doing over people. Is that market economy or is that scurrilous? Uh, yes, both. Is it? I mean, that's why you have to have some form of, I really, you know, I'm not in favour of generally governments allocating resources, but in an emergency, you have to respond in, a, in an emergency fashion. That's mm. why I would like to see government control over the supply and pricing of masks. It seems the only logical answer. Can they do rents as well while they're at it, do you think? <laughs> they do. <laughs> Sorry? Rent. Oh, rent. Yes. Yes. That, that works well. <laughs> All right, Steve, time for one more this afternoon, this morning. It's 19 minutes to 11. Once again, for a few more minutes, join us on Facebook Live if you can. Lots of live comments coming up here, which is excellent. Uh, Art says, airport, customs department, apparently not processing anything inbound. Again, no idea. However, thanks for writing. Well, I mean, we, we, we were briefly touching on the politics of this um, awful crisis that... that, that is now claiming more lives than SARS claimed. We see that the international body, the World Health Organization, which is supposed to be um, masterminding the global strategy against um, fighting this virus, is led by somebody, um, uh, Mr. Tedros, who seems completely intent on doing one thing, saying, oh, Chinese leadership, very good. Everything they do, you know, smiles from the bottom of their what's-its. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't inspire confidence. He seems to think that his job is to sit in Geneva, making nice to the people in Beijing. I'm not entirely sure uh. that this is the way to fight this at a global level. Well, the, game, not, the game's afoot with this chap because the, the internet's full of kind of red flag well, and stars cartoons. Trying to, trying to get him removed. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but, you know, of course it's politics. Taiwan isn't allowed to become a member of the World Health Organization. Yes. That's not on medical grounds. It's Come not, on, boys, wake up. That's purely politics. It is indeed. So, you know, anybody who takes the nice little view that somehow... These things are detached from politics. Remember, what is politics at its base? 
It's about the allocation of resources. Yeah. Well, on this topic of stuff being stashed at the airports, uh, Mr. Chu says <laughs> many of my associates have made the same complaint about their purchases being detained uh, in customs to this day. And I just replied to him, have you got any sort of hard and fast kind of evidence or, or examples of what exactly you're being told or they're being told, anything like that? But Merrin Pierce just said maybe the customs boys are overloaded. I mean, that's a serious point. That's a distinct possibility, yeah. But, I mean, it is interesting that this has come up on this programme. It's not it's not playing very loud. It's very large in, in, in news bulletins because oh. I think there's a scarcity of information. Absolutely. Mm. Time for one more. Coda, Steve. Did you well, talk about just, Kevin's email? I know I can't. <coughs> say again, sorry. Did you actually? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, I have to say, Junius Ho, in the middle of all of this, here's a man with his priorities <laughs> absolutely straight. Junius Ho, incidentally, defeated during the district council elections in what he proudly told us was his great stronghold of support. Yeah. Junius Ho, who stood up in LegCo making vile, racist and sexist remarks. Junius Ho, the supporter of triads. I'm not, on the whole, inclined to look to him for leadership on a way out of this crisis, particularly when his main theme is trust the party. Fair enough, Steve. And thus endeth the lesson. Thanks very much for doing this. I think we're probably going to be in this room next week doing the same thing. Uh, and thank you very much to you for some awesome comments and emails that you've been putting up on our Morning Brew page. I'm going to leave you there, Steve, and we'll do it all again next week. For now, bye-bye.